0: This week on the program, we're talking all about the new Lego Ectomobile that's been uh, released, actually on sale right now. Go to lego.com to pick it up. We're talking about Transformers. There's a new uh, release from them. Talking about Reebok Shoes, talking about Ernie Hudson's uh, answer to how Vince Clortho got down the stairs at Central Park West. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's in a whole bunch of videos, and Ghostbusters 2 was trending on Twitter. Find out more. Stay tuned. Comets part but uh they on halloween you know they do their usual sort of uh, genre based marathon so like on halloween night they had uh vincent price and the night before that they had uh zombies and infectious diseases basically or something like that
1: i do i do want to interject that vincent price is absolutely a genre yeah for for anybody out there that went point of order sit down put your hand down Vincent Price is a genre. Vincent Price is a genre,
0: yeah. Um, But but they showed um, Cronenberg's uh, Rabid, which I had Mm. never seen before. Um, Oh, how's your brain? eh, (laughs) Blown away. Um,
1: That one... uh that's not a feel-good movie it at all. It is not
0: a feel-good movie. It is very timely, um, and and for those of you just joining us, Chris have been waxing about all of the current state of things. I promise you, we'll get into Ghostbusters any minute now here. <laughs> but but yeah, Cronenberg. You know, because it's Cronenberg, so it's it's weird and it's messed up and it's really like gory and and violent. Um, it was one of his first movies. I want to say it was like seventy six, seventy five um but yeah the the whole thing is that the carrier of the the rabies disease that's making everybody go crazy and and uh, kill each other is this woman who refuses to quarantine and yeah. refuses to stay inside it. yeah oh boy yeah that was um that was a very sobering uh midnight film uh whatever that was like two nights before halloween um but but i mean because it's it was it was wonderful you see bits and pieces of his you know the fly and uh, existence yeah. and all of those in there um, well it's very it's very early it's one of his and i think it was funny because it was canadian it was in montreal yep. right so um, yep uh, funded by the canadian government uh, god bless you all um, but <laughs> yeah the 70s
1: and early 80s there's a lot of classic horror movies that it's, it's funny i don't recall any classic too many classic dramas or comedies that came out. That's not true. Wait, let me think here. No, well, Meatballs Meat* also was shot in the States,
0: but did it get any Canadian money? I can't remember. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it. Anyway, it, it timing-wise, I think it probably came out like either right before or right after the day after. So it was. It was sort of we were all in that funk of the whole yeah. world's gonna end. Uh, which again uh, bookending things maybe we're gonna be coming to that very soon when productions start back up but um, <laughs> but yeah it
1: uh, we get a lot of people that want to make horror movies stood up and said we could has money please because <laughs> that's the that's the genre that when you shop it around it's hard to yeah it's hard to find money like uh, it, it's not as easy I mean I guess it's out there but uh, yeah it's uh, a <laughs> So a lot, a lot of what is it? uh, Black Christmas. Oh boy, just so many. uh, So many were made based based on Canada. Canada Go. It's and it's funny. Like it didn't persist. Like I actually had a conversation with Dave Thomas. Um, Let's be going back fifteen plus years now, because he made a a comedy. it got a different name in the states it was one of those things too where they found distribution in the states but they said change the name but up here it was i think it was intern academy up here or maybe that's the one that was down oh, there
0: uh, yeah down here it was called white coats i want to say white something like that yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: um and not not a deep movie and not too <laughs> but it was fun it, it, it was, was a fun movie yeah it was a fun movie it had it had some some real uh <laughs> filler moments but, uh, I actually got to chat with him about it and it, like, just his, the number one problem was just like, you know, it's like, um, it's, it's like asking Canadian TV channels. It's like, what's with all the American content? It's like, well, there's lots of it and everybody wants to watch it. So that's what we're broadcasting. <laughs> so you go to the, the theaters up here and you're like, how, well, how can we not showing more Canadian movies? And they're kind of like, well. There's a lot of American stuff and everybody wants to see it so that makes money so that's what oh, we're going to show. show. Yeah. So there's there's all these weird Canadian initiatives, uh, government initiatives and wherever they push they work they just they never seem to do them in tandem and they ne- very rarely do it till it builds to the point where everybody goes you know whatever like regards Canada as having its own uh, its own uh, internationally acclaimed, you know, uh, export of, of film. So, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, we got what England and, uh, we got the U S and then everybody else has their homegrown industry. Don't get me wrong. And they make some great movies, but between those two, uh, well, that's not fair. I mean, I guess China and stuff like that too, but even then how much does China's, uh, content
0: permeate uh, yeah they the north american market right like their uh, market is uh, predominantly you know some of the the self uh you know uh i i want to say self-financed but that doesn't sound right um it, you know all of the stuff that, that the chinese uh uh film industry has put together um yeah. but it's also i mean there, yeah the american films you know that's that's part of the reason that they go back and they film certain things for the transformers movies is because if we put this one person in there and we put this one product in there, it's going to be more appealing in China. Um, yeah. Well, the so. funny part
1: is we, we now live in an era where even American movies are not being made unless there's like a, a 12 company lineup at the beginning, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, look,
0: look how many German funded films came out last year. Uh, that's and,
1: yeah. And, uh, what was the last one that, Stuck with, oh, the Meg, for example, a perfect example of, of, uh, somebody in America wanted to make a movie. China had a pile of money. And so they're like, great. Well, one half of the, of the story is going to be, you know, built around this, uh, this famous Chinese actress. And, uh, you know, <laughs> like there'll be, uh, X amount of, yeah. of Chinese character actors that everybody's familiar with. and." it'll work in both markets and everybody goes so who knows we may be in the entering into the era now where over the next little while uh, all these other markets we don't recognize that they're actually entering the international stage but they are just because the part- content well, is there I mean that's well, like when, when actually, movie theaters open can, and
0: there's nothing to be to be pro- uh, uh, programmed into them it's going to yeah. be like hey what country is operating right now that can send us films and we're going to start seeing right? I mean at least or, fingers or- crossed that's my hope is we're going to start seeing content from uh, or Hungary this is, or, yeah. uh, you know, all of these Hungarian or, films we've never seen.
1: Or or say if the uh, immigrant Canadian uh, producer of Ghostbusters let his uh, Canadian son uh, go make a new <laughs> Ghostbusters movie funded by a Canadian company. Uh, uh, partially, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't think this is where I was ending up. I should lie and seem like I was super clever, but I only realized that I tripped in... <laughs> <laughs> My God, this I tripped is how good along you've to become. it, but we just uh, uh, brought it all around. Actually, well, Ghostbusters Afterlife <laughs> <laughs> yes! Bron- Bron could be the return of Canadian cinema. Yes,
0: Braun could be the return of Canadian cinema, but. Um, Wow, that's th- this is the kind of stuff that I feel like doesn't happen when you and I are on video, Chris. Like I can I can point to this example and be like, look, these are the threads that we tie and we think we're so clever, but it's just because <laughs> it's the radio training in us. Uh and then as soon yeah. as we put the the lights and the cameras on us, we're like, uh um uh er, e.
1: why do we look so pale why, and tired?
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh and tired. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, we have
1: voices and minds <laughs> made for radio radio um,
0: <laughs> and and once you add that third x factor into the, that's when it goes Ooh. out the window um but no I, that's a good point so i i mean hey look at that nice little bookend that gets us into ghostbusters hey. here we were we were talking about canadian cinema that gets us into Braun, which gets us into ghostbusters afterlife and then we can continue with the ghostbusters chat
1: it all it all started just because I wanted the name drop that I got to chat with Dave Thomas, but uh,
0: you know we got there in the end. Well, as many good things do, if you mention uh, Dave Thomas, Joe Flaherty, uh, Rick Moranis, or Eugene Levy, you're going to end up talking about Canada some way somehow. So it, it, it's totally fine. Um, well, let's let's dive into this because Chris, you and I haven't had a proper last week. We had uh, the amazing Dan Milano on the episode. If you haven't listened to that, please go uh, do that, or also check out that that interview on the YouTube channel. Um, Dan was fantastic. Uh, the week before that, we really didn't get to talk about news, even though we were doing the build episode. But because that was video, um, you and I were trying to focus on building and talking and videoing, and it and it's just <laughs> a whole lot at, all at once. Um, so I'm actually I'm really excited to dive into a a traditional Ghostbusters interdimensional crossrip uh, episode here. Uh, t- to the point that you and I are recording the traditional way that we usually do it, without video and stuff, just so that it's it's this this audio format uh so uh, hello to our audio listeners because we love you and we know that uh, you've been sticking with us for five years and we must have been doing something right or the part of something right otherwise you wouldn't have been listening uh so on that note we're going to dive into the news because there is a, a ton of it there is a metric ton speaking of canada because they're on the metric system there's a metric uh-huh. ton of news so here we go with the news Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer.
1: I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here
0: if you want to just turn your head. Multiplanar Curly and Emanation. Now, yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Chris, uh, we didn't really get to talk about it again because, um, <sighs> full disclosure, last week my brain as i told everybody on the lego uh update that i put into our youtube channel my brain was mashed potatoes uh you and i recorded our interview with uh dan uh milano and usually what we do is after that we do a wrap we do uh, a little bit for the beginning we do a little bit for the end we talk some yeah. news we sort of just shoot the shit a little bit and um dan was done i canceled the session and i went to bed <laughs> and and i woke up in the morning and i was like i forgot to do something and then i realized i probably left you hanging so i apologized to you on the air i wanted to apologize to you because that was just like god i that's a bad producer faux pas right there just
1: uh, picture me in my basement one hand to my my headphone ear dry Troy, are you there?
0: And you just start hearing the number station from Truth Seekers. <laughs> One, three, five, <laughs> seven. Have you watched any Truth Seekers? We've, yeah, we've we're three episodes into it now, I want to yeah, say. It's yeah.
1: it's cute. It's not uh not quite what I expected. Um but uh, I'm down to the last episode. Uh, and so. and
0: at twenty-two minutes per episode, you know it's the half hour drama or half hour dramedy, I guess we could call it. Yeah. Um it's very um at the end of the night, if you want to just watch something before you go to bed, it's, it's a good show. But um, It's a pretty good show. Uh,
1: uh, it, it's funny. I, I wasn't sure if it was something I should bring up as my final thought last week or not, but uh, uh, there was, a, in with me at least, a moment of confusion because uh, we interviewed Mr. Dan Milano, and there's another Dan Milano in uh, Ghostbusters fandom.
0: That's, I, I had to do a double take too because. You did too, right? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> we didn't bring it up, but then I looked at his Twitter page and it was a totally different Dan Milano. Um, yeah. He,
1: a uh, Dan, uh, Dan Milano, we'll call him Dan Milano Prime. Cause we, uh, uh, I haven't communicated with him in a while, but I know, uh, going back quite a ways, I'd get like news emails from him and stuff like news tips and stuff like that. I went looking and I made a note and then that was 3 weeks well, ago he, and that, now I don't know where I put the note ecto
0: Cooler. that's that's where yes, I know
1: the other Dan Milano yes, from yeah that's precisely right thank you that was the note I made so, yeah, uh
0: and 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 it was one of those where I I thought about bringing it up to to other Dan Milano when we were talking to him last <laughs> week but then I realized that I don't know at what point we realized that he was not the same person and it's fine, but we love both Dan's equally. I think is we where you're probably going. Yes. Miss. Well,
1: mostly I just wanted to, I, I just wanted to give a shout out to Dan Milano Prime just in case he's listening and, you know, it's like, aw, I've been replaced. <laughs> it's like, no, you never be re- you can never be replaced. What uh, are Dan, the odds? Um,
0: what are the odds that there's more than one uh, Chris Stewart out there and more than Well, one the
1: funny part is, is it's like, I would, if somebody said, yeah, pick a name that you're easily going to run into multiples of in your life. Uh, Dan, sure. Milano, not really like Dan Johnson. I was like, yeah, I'll probably run into a couple of Dan Johnson's in my life. Dan Milano. I was like, one in a million. (laughs) Anyways, I'm off to buy a lottery ticket now.
0: Uh, (laughs) Um, Well, at any rate, because of our conversation with Dan last week and because of my faux pas, um, we did not get a chance to talk about the Lego uh, reveal that happened. And well,
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh oh. What what's wrong?
1: I don't know. I'm still I'm still trying to decide if I want to tell the world about this one or not. I mean we can. I just I've just realized that if you because people sent me the, the listing and the page and it's got a new photo from the movie and both the item reveals a little bit and the photo on the page oh, reveals okay. so a little bit. Yeah, a
0: spo- a spoiler uh, warning. Good good point. I um,
1: some people pointed out, they're like, yeah, we kind of knew about it. It's like, yeah, but we weren't supposed to. And I, this falls into the, and for me, this falls into the category of if you're average fan or just average mainstream person, this feels like something that maybe I don't want to. D- so I don't know. I, I think we should put a spoiler warning out that.
0: Well, yeah, let's, let's do that. I mean, I, I am of the firm mindset at this point that because they've been so careful about things, uh, that if we weren't supposed to know about something, uh, it it probably would not be such a big deal, and and would not be featured yeah. so heavily in this particular announcement. But yeah, let's that's let's spoiler true. warning well, because it is something cool. And if you go and you <laughs> see the movie and you see blank uh, blank, <laughs> you're going to be like, oh dude, that's that's cool. Um, so yeah, good, it, good it, point. It's, yeah, I it's a clever
1: enough thing that I don't just want to cavalierly give it away. And a couple people were like, oh, it's probably going to be in the next trailer. I was like, well, when it's in the next trailer, then great then i can i, I feel know. comfortable speaking to it right well, so let's do but, this let's
0: let's talk about the announcement except sure. for that that said the item thing yeah okay. um so so lego uh because this happened um sort of in between our, our our news cycles um i i did do that little bit of an announcement on on the youtube channel and then put a little bit at the head where i screwed up uh on dan's episode so for, forgive us if there's a little bit of overlap for things that you've heard but uh lego has revealed and it is on sale now now if it is not sold out already by the time that you listen to this uh the (laughs) the ecto one from ghostbusters afterlife it is a full uh unbelievably detailed kit that has uh 2352 pieces um and is going to be 18 inches or 47 centimeters long so it is a a giant sized uh, lego model once again um, and it's fully functional. It does have the gunner seat that you've seen in the trailer yep. um, and and has a whole lot of cool details within it. Uh, the, the roof rack has a lot of functionality to it. Um, there is the one part that we won't talk about quite yet that uh, is also part of the functionality. But um, this, to me, seems like uh, maybe our sort of preview toy I don't know what else to call it you know back when uh Star Wars episode 1 the Phantom Menace came out there was like a battle droid on a step and that was like the preview figure and we were all like oh that looks so cool we had no idea what the hell a battle droid or a stap was yeah. but um this kind of feels like that type of and we we also have the the black series um Ecto that was uh pre-sold and sold out in 10 minutes uh back after the the Hasbro Pulse Con so i think that the ecto is yeah. a big focus here
1: the ecto has been pretty well seen that i think they regard as the go-to safe thing to to show off one way or another um as for a preview you mean they're treating it as a preview now or wasn't it was intended that way all along because that would have meant that would have meant that they had they had managed to tell lego to please hold on to it and i'm not saying that didn't happen because the time between us hearing about this thing and it actually being in stores where people could get their hands on it was very short, which I would kind of expect if it was supposed to come out, say, you know, uh, five months back, just prior to the, the movie hitting theaters and they went, please hold on. And Lego <laughs> went not too long. Um, and then, yeah, cause they announced it, you know, just prior to Halloween, good announcement time for a Ghostbusters thing. And now it's, you know. Go get it Go on grab
0: sale. It. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're absolutely right there. I think that this might have been planned for the holiday season all along because Lego, uh, notoriously, just leak central, um, and it is yeah. <laughs> it is of no fault of the Lego corporations or any of the no. people that that affiliate with them. It's just whatever it is about the Lego assembly chain and the fans that come with Legos uh, who are so. Um, So passionate that they're always doing, you know, forensics work and they're talking to the people on the assembly lines in Denmark and China and all of the places that Lego is manufactured. Um, It is so hard to keep a secret with Lego that nine times out of 10, if something movie related breaks, it's because the Lego uh, thing leaked, you know, like Star Wars, Batman, uh, Avengers uh, Endgame, Avengers. Uh, It's just it's inherent to Lego. And I don't know why. Um,
1: well, s- let's, put it, let's put it this way: when part of your business model is opening the doors and letting fans come in to make content for you, uh, that probably requires a whole layer of like public relations management that is just really kind of well and semi-permeable.
0: But this, this, I mean, again, at one hundred and ninety-nine dollars, uh, it it does feel like it is a collector's item, but it also feels yep. like something that would be a good Christmas present or holiday present. Um, so yeah, that's it, a good price point for you know. Yeah, here I got you this. This is the one and only gift that you have gotten because it is very expensive, very cool, and very detailed and elaborate. Um, what do you get
1: for the man who has everything? Here you go, the the Echo. What do you? What do you? Giant Lego Echo. Yeah. You know, Timmy's been a good boy this year. This is the big <laughs> present sort of thing, right? Uh,
0: now, the one thing you know before we get into the the spoiler territory, the one thing that I do think is interesting, and I kind of stumbled on it uh, w- when I was talking about it on the last podcast, is there have not been minifigs revealed for this particular one. And same thing, that's usually part of the Lego uh, leaks and announcements and things that yeah. you always see is the minifigs. So I wonder if that is being kept very secret for a a reason, or if maybe this set doesn't come with minifigs. This
1: this set's too big for minifigs. This is. Okay. So there's no minifigs. No, if you've seen this thing, it is, it is. (sighs) I don't know the scale of it. It's smaller than, you know, the Eagle Moss we're building, but it's, as somebody pointed out, they're like, well, this looks way better than the, you know, the last Ecto. It's like, yeah, the last Ecto was like, what seven inches long?
0: <laughs> like, uh, it was tiny, and and did have this, four mini figs and a slimer and four yeah, proton this, packs and all sorts that, of stuff. That yeah. one
1: was built roughly, you know, to scale around the mini figs. This one is one of those display on a you know your glass case in the you know the den or whatever sort of thing. It's 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 large enough that you start putting rounded pieces in places, right? Like so, instead yeah. of like the blocky ecto that we got last time. This has like a you know a body shape to it because uh, it's the doors big enough. have
0: the rounded edges to on yeah, exactly. Like it's that. it's yeah. big
1: enough to accommodate the uh the larger uh you know, rounded uh pieces uh that that Lego makes. So and that's several times too big for for a minifig. So yeah. again, well, that's, another that's reason to put the scales on. Another yeah. reason that this is a safe item to like put out into the world because they're probably going to make one of the little size with minifigs, uh, Ghostbusters. It's just, yeah, that comes
0: with minifigs, (laughs) like you say. (laughs) And And it will spoil something or other probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well,
1: as you, as you've pointed out the, you know, Legos, all the big spoilers, a lot of traces back to Lego, we could dial that in even more. Most of it comes down to the minifigs that comes with it. Yeah. I remember the Avengers Endgame one was everybody staring at the Hulk one, going, "What's up with Hulk? Right? Like, <laughs> Hulk seems different now.
0: Uh, why has he got glasses on? Um, why is he got
1: glasses? I so, don't understand.
0: Yeah, and and you know, uh, did he comb his hair? How does that work? <laughs> um. So it it is it is a huge item. It's one of those things that I know a lot of people are saying. Well, the $199 price point is is not for me. And, and that's totally understandable. It does put yep. it into a different type of uh, of category or, or echelon of, yeah. of uh, collectibles. So This is the same category as like
1: the the um, the Saturn rockets they put out. Mercury? Uh, which uh, one do they put out? I can't remember. But the big rockets that they put out. Or a-
0: the, the 89 Batmobile, which I always come back to is because it is so cool, but it is so expensive and so giant-sized. Yeah. Um, and and to me I looked at it I'm like oh my god this is the coolest thing ever if you and I were not building our eagle moss set right now which I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to put when I am finished yeah um I would be all over this but uh so so if if it's not your cup of tea like you said Chris there's probably other smaller sets or more simplistic sets that are coming uh, at some point around the movie release would be my guess but um yep. So stay tuned on that. So I'm, I'm going to be, uh, this is the firm spoiler warning. If you are trying to remain 100% spoiler free for Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, hit that skip button until you hear us trying to uh, ramble our way through Transformer stuff. And when you hear Transformer stuff, you know that it's safe. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll see you in a little bit. Everybody that's still here. I adore the remote trap vehicle. This is my new baby Yoda. I will sing this thing's praises uh, until the movie comes out, and then <laughs> after the movie comes out, probably even more so. Trucky uh, McMini, tra- it is. It's Wheelie Trucky. It's uh, McMini Wheelie Trucky. You're right. Like <laughs> it's almost like they they saw what came out in the uh, in in the Transformer set, which again we're gonna get to in a second. But it's it's like this trap is. It's got the big, like, off road, uh, Bigfoot, uh, uh, remote control car, uh, yep. tires, which is really cool. Um, and when you look at the video, the lifestyle video that, uh, Lego put out, it drops from, like, a trap door in the back of the cargo hold. So I don't know if that's just a play function or if that's something that we're going to see in the film. And that's probably why it's it's good to put this in spoiler territory. But uh, it what be an a, awesome idea, man.
1: It reminds me of, uh, think it's mm, Johnny yeah. Mnemonic Matrix something there was I've, there's a couple times in movies I've seen them somebody drop a roll uh, control vehicle out of the, the floor of a car to chase after and blow up something oh, obviously this is not gonna blow something up uh, I will I will say that if <laughs> if they haven't made this arrangement with the people who made the uh, monster truck uh, Ecto uh, <laughs> I, I I'm I, I think it's a missed opportunity and the people who made the monster truck Ecto should, I don't know, file a complaint or something like that. Cause it seems to me that if you're going to make a big monster truck wheeled remote controlled Ecto, the follow-up is to use much of the same giant wheel technology, just change the body to be,
0: <laughs> to uh, be use, a, use a whatever trap. The body is that your Walmart trap is that they're selling with the pedal. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it, it, every kid and will want a remote-controlled trap uh, after if, seeing if this film. Not, I'm sure.
1: If somebody's not going to make it and sell it to us, between those two things, actually, you don't even need the Ecto one. The world is quite, you know, uh, abundant in you know cheap giant big wheel remote-controlled vehicles and all that. You people. Yeah, let's just say the spirit Halloween traps may uh, may uh, suddenly go up in price. Uh,
0: yeah, do a little kit bashing on that. But um, yeah, uh, very cool. And this is, it's one of those things that we did see kind of a glimpse of in the um, Black Series uh, Hasbro Pulse announcement. It was sort of like down in the corner and it was kind of buried uh, and. A lot of people that also saw the hallmark ornament that was delayed that was supposed to be coming out for this season uh there was a little bit of an rtv uh nod in there too so it's it's not something that is completely new to everybody but it is now sort of officially out there and being highlighted we know that it is called the remote trap vehicle or rtv and we have uh, great up close at least lego up close and personal photos of it Except they also put that photo of Finn Wolfhard in the Ecto-1 with the RTV in front of him and he's kind of staring at it. So I don't know if it's like if that was a sort of a setup photo, if that's one of those things that they pose and the stills photographer from the production comes out. and He's like, oh, that's that's wonderful. Let me take a picture of that. Or if that's a moment in the movie, we don't know. Um, but, uh, it's, it's awesome. And it is just that one extra sort of accessory for the collector's item. It's one more playability toyetic thing, um, for the kids that, you know, I'm sure once my daughter sees the remote trap vehicle, she's going to tell me she wants one. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's awesome. And you will buy her one. Oh, I mean, without a doubt, there's because no Because she's adorable
1: and precious and she gets whatever
0: <laughs> she wants <laughs> she whatever whenever she, she wants. wants it where are you at bedtime uh don't don't get into that um but <laughs> so um so yeah so uh, just to wrap up the lego stuff uh it went on sale november 15th which is in the past by the time that you're listening to this so hopefully it is still available if you want it and if not hopefully you can get your hands on it again soon um but uh very exciting and and very cool to see that a, a company like Lego is still supporting uh, Ghostbusters. So there's there's probably gonna be a whole lot more of Lego and Hasbro and and all sorts of things as we get closer to the the release of the film uh, in June. I had to catch myself; I was about to say in March because it's a habit. Uh, but uh, yeah, more more to come on that front. Now, Chris, uh, something. We're going to talk Transformers uh, to everybody who is skipping ahead and trying to avoid spoilers. You're safe to come back now. Hi, everybody. You can stop ah! stop skipping. I'm just going to stall until there's 15 seconds. You can stop skipping. Now you're totally fine. Stop skipping right here. Thank you very much. Uh, Hasbro on their fan Fridays, which is unfortunate timing uh, because you and I record on Wednesday nights, uh, they mm. are announcing a new Transformers slash Ghostbusters crossover of some sort yep. so we can do one of two things here chris we can either uh speculate on what we think it's going to be or the smarter move is maybe we sort of like give ourselves a bridge here and then i can just like insert in something once we know you could it is, but it'd what... be
1: real fu- this is a rare opportunity to make a podcast bet and then within days find out if we're right and or then
0: not. okay so I'll, I'll let you start what podcast bet what do you think that this transformers crossover might be
1: Uh, ghostly Starscream.
0: Ghostly Starscream. Oh, that's a good idea. We don't have any villains
1: yet. I think, I think, yeah, we got, we got, you know, Optimus in Ghostbusters form. We have Ectotron. I think a clear, a purple clear plastic uh, Starscream Mm. would be fantastic. And I mean, they, they, they featured so many so many others in it it's just that the story seemed to revolve around ectotron and starscream
0: right so that's a good yeah starscream was a big part of that uh, it just it just feels right makes a whole lot of sense yeah because my mind was kind of going towards some sort of a knowing that transformers is trying to bring back like the beast wars and uh, the dinobots and and sort of the Ooh. creatures i was thinking it was going to be some sort of like a terror dog yeah transformer See, that's something I
1: hadn't considered. I thought that I, my brain just went back to, uh, the IDW series. Yeah. Which was linked to the last figure that came out sort of, but you're, you're right. This could be something independent of the IDW series. This could be, well, actually, and it's not even all that independent because, um, um, early on, wasn't there, uh, like a, uh, like a Gozer in
0: um like a Transformery uh, yeah, Gozer. Was like the like the Gozer bot that was in the the actual comic wasn't. With there?
1: uh with yeah, with the robot you know, with the Transformery or Decepticon y uh, terror dogs. Because basically, you know, Gozer's incursion into our universe can happen Ooh. on any world. It just mimics
0: well, what yeah. What if it's what if it's the gozer bot with like two mini terror dogs? You know, kind of how they Ooh. did with like the sound wave who came with the little pterodactyl guys. Uh, All right. Well, bonus question: What do they transform into? Mm, well, if I think villains, I think I think
1: Dan does. Yeah, Dan designed them just to be kind of robotic. I don't know if he did. He go so far as to, def- we never saw it. Certainly what they would transform mm. into. So it could just be that they showed up and went, we're Robody. Hi.
0: Yeah. That's why, that's why your Starscream ghost, like villain kind of thing makes a whole lot of sense, but yeah, I don't know. Um, well, and, and the other thing that I should yeah. point out is we know, cause Eric Burnham loves to tease us. And so on social media, he said he's been working on a whole lot of stuff that he can't talk about. And somebody asked if it was Ghostbusters related, a crossover, I should say, uh, that that he's not allowed to talk about. And somebody yeah. asked if it was Ghostbusters related, and he said no. Oh, so okay. Uh, so so th- no- there may not be any ties to this particular toy to the IDW series at any point. But um, boy, well, I don't they know. might
1: not. So I mean, Ectotron was kind of, and especially the Optimus Prime with the e- Optimus Ectomus. I can't remember. <laughs> Shoot, where is it? Can't so see the, it. Yeah, Ecto. Ecto, uh, I it was Ectotron. It. It's around the and, corner.
0: Uh, Wheelie Truckee. All I have <laughs> in the brain is Wheelie Trucky. Damn it.
1: But uh, Yeah, so it's quite possible that they just dreamt up another one. But then that begs the question what in the Ghostbusters universe you know hasn't been uh, hasn't been touched on oh, that you could turn game? into well, I mean, there's the Ecto and and uh, and, the, and
0: and gear. It would be like proton packs and traps and PKE meters and things like that. But but nothing that mm. would be, uh, you know, like Ectotron was uh, obviously the the, the Ectomobile. Um, so they would have to do a new sculpt, a new something or other. Um, but
1: yeah, I I, I, li- I like to think that they. Um, They've already put out the, you know, the, the foundation of the, you know, Exotron and the Optimus in Ghostbusters form. Um, there is the comic series and it's still out there. I mean, if you didn't pick up the individuals, the, the trade paperbacks out there. So, so I don't know, my money, I haven't changed. I, my, I, my hopes and dreams and my bet is still on a, a ghost form star screen.
0: scream, slime scream or something like that. Yeah, Cause
1: I think that would go a long way to it being a year plus after almost two years really after how long has it been
0: a year since the, since Ectotron
1: it's, it's been, it's been over a year. Yeah. Cause it came out, um, it was, it was around, in and around June
0: of last year, right? It was around uh, FanFest. Fan Fest. Yeah. yeah.
1: We're um, past the year mark, but the thing is, is this one is labeled as 2021. So pushing two years, let's say a year and a half, roughly, we're going to see whatever
0: this thing is. Whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Um, If, you know, you don't have the comic series kind of built in tandem with it, uh, Ghostbusters fans will grab it, whatever. Uh, but I think Transformer fans will love it. If, you know, uh, as particularly the ones that may not have been into the Ghostbuster thing to have a star screen, if you say ghostly star screen, people uh, Transformer fans will just go, well, the Starscream is cool. That's all I'm really here for. The explanation of why he's ghostly and all that is really
0: Uh, Well, yeah. But the the,
1: Ghostbusters fans, those of us that remember the IDW series will be, will show up. Yes. Yeah, Yeah.
0: totally. And, and the people that are Transformers fans and Ghostbusters fans and 80s nostalgia fans, they'll still show up because it is, you know, a crossover. But I I think your
1: guess about a, uh, 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 Transformer, uh, a, a creature Gozer is or something. Yeah. A Transformer uh, Gozer and, and Terror Dog is a real, real well, good one.
0: I mean, at this point, everybody already knows what the news was. So what we're going to do is we're going to be clever and just leave a little gap here. And you're going to hear me after we know what it is. And I'm going to tell everybody who won the podcast bet or who didn't win right now. Uh, well, thank you, Troy, for that excellent introduction to yourself. Man, what a lovely radio voice you have. Can I just point that out? Anyway, uh, you were both wrong. Chris, Troy, you had no idea what was coming from Hasbro in terms of Transformers, and that's okay because it was very hard to predict. But uh, the good news for those of you who missed out on Ectotron the first uh, time around is that it is a reissue of the Ectotron uh, Transformers figure um, with a few changes. Uh, it is now uh, redesigned to um, look like the Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, Ecto 1. So it's got the, you know, rusty exterior and uh, that kind of, uh, you know, that, that beat up look that we've come to know and love from the film coming out next year. Uh, it also comes with two mini ghosts, a Slimer and a Muncher. So this is a, a good look that we're getting at Muncher for the very first time uh, from the new film. Um, and there are some subtle differences in the actual figure itself. It's got some new Ecto goggles uh, and a couple of other things. Th- I mean, they moved the ladder around. Uh, because, <laughs> because it is the Afterlife Ecto, the latter's got to be on the other side. So uh, good news is it is up for pre-order now through Target. It is a Target exclusive for $59.99. Go to Target uh, on the app or Target.com, uh, put in that pre-order, and it will be coming after the first of the year at some point, uh, probably around the same time that you get your uh, Black Series uh, Ecto-1 if you pre-ordered that one, if you were lucky enough to pre-order that one. Anyway, I'm going to turn it back over to Chris and Troy in the past who have no idea what their in four guys all right well congratulations or better luck next time chris i have no
1: congratulations idea. congratulations
0: <laughs> insert reaction here
1: condolences um c-, c word of your choice yeah c word of your choice
0: uh so let's keep the merch train running and then we'll we'll finish uh, up with a few choo fun things choo. here Uh, The Reebok shoes, which we have talked about a ton, um, Mm. are out there. People have been receiving them. Uh, I know they went on sale and quickly sold out uh, at midnight uh, two weeks ago now at this point, as you listen to this. Um, But some people got their hands on them super early. I don't know if it's because the sneaker store that they're close to uh was able to get them or they bought them online or ebay or a lot of international people got the the reebok shoes uh beforehand too but um, i know yes have some looks like they got their hands on some i'll tell you that much yes have some got their hands on some but i think they got them off ebay and the only reason oh. i know that is because <laughs> i was talking to craig at midnight when they went up for sale and he was like i didn't get them so, <laughs> um,
1: okay yeah that would
0: but, uh, but yeah, so the Reebok shoes are out there. The, uh, bug stompers, ghost stompers, whatever they're uh, called, because they do still look like the aliens bug stompers to me, uh, which I think they are. Um, they came with a really cool, um, insert that you and I talked about, Chris, that looks like the map, uh, that Paul yeah. Rudd's character holds up in the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Some very, um, smart and astute Uh, Ghostbusters fans out there I know uh, Jordan Hamilton who listens to the show A few other people have been trying To decipher the code That's on there and they're trying to figure out if it is Its own language if it's Sumerian if it's Persian If it's uh, uh, Arabic like everybody's trying to find All of these characters that are being used on The the maps
1: I gave it a cursory look (sighs) Okay let's put it this way Uh, There was a comic series called Monkey Man and O'Brien and in one of them, they fought aliens and they never translated the aliens ever, but it was a simple character replacement, alien character for an alphabet character. <laughs> right. And yes, I spent, an af- I spent an afternoon translating everything in that stupid comic. Um, and one of the tricks in that is you go looking for things like, uh, doubles. Mm. If you see doubles, mm-hmm. you know, it's double T's or double O's or whatever's. And I gave it a cursory look and I saw a couple, but, uh, I'm old and tired and did not investigate <laughs> any further. And then, yeah, uh, Jordan, is it Hamilton?
0: Yeah. Jordan Hamilton. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, mentioned, uh, going to give it a shot. Uh, and I'm like, part of me was like, I must race. And then I was like, ah,
0: I can't be bothered. All right. But I'm old and tired. I'm Young folks. <laughs> Go fly like the wind.
1: Why if I wasn't so lazy I translated myself. <laughs> but you are lazy. Oh, don't get me started. Also
0: true. Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, I'm kind of curious. I let's let's be honest, it would be nice to think that they buried some sort of incredible uh uh, you know, mystery, uh, uh you know, there's some deep cryptography in there. Uh, more likely than not a prop guy just went font replace.
0: Uh, uh, I think that's probably what happened, and it is very sort of nondescript. There are things in there, at least from what people have translated. I know Jordan sent me one where there were things about you know, uh, beware the village or the you know th- things that would be oh, so, written on like a prophecy map of some sort. Oh, uh, so he
1: did. He did manage to translate some, did he? Yeah. yeah or Jor- Jordan, her, Jordan. Jordan sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, uh, my and, brain went to sorry, uh, Ghostbusters,
1: uh, Alberta jo- as a Jordan. Oh, Jordan. For some yeah, reason, my brain. Um, but yeah, he's but, probably lazy and not doing it either. Just but lately. again,
0: it's it's very cool. And if you look at the shoes themselves, there's there's uh, writing on there. This is how it ends, uh, which yeah. probably has something that ties on in, into Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, uh, uh, hat tip to Eric Reich or the licensor or whoever yeah. decided that they wanted to put Thought a little that bit one of off. yeah, some some sort of a wink and a nod to Ghostbusters. Is Afterlife.
1: It, is it weird that some small part of me wants to buy the shoes just to get
0: the map? <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there will scan the map do for a scan. you or that'd be yeah, nice. something yeah, just so that you don't good. have to buy the, because the shoes, I looked on eBay, because I actually really do like the classic leather shoes. The classic leather, uh, yeah, They yeah. do remind me of like the Nookie shoes that came out, um, but uh, they're really expensive now. Like the, the the scalpers got a hold of them and the sneaker collectors got a hold of them and they're just running rampant right now. But
1: Well, this is the time where you return to uh, all the company sneaker companies that have an online design your own. And then you just make your own as close as you can. Then start shoe-gooing some, you know, name tags on and stuff like that.
0: And the one thing I will say is that this gives me a new appreciation for the K-Swiss model last year. Yeah. Where we went to FanFest, and if you wanted to get your hands on these sneakers as a Ghostbusters fan, they had that very specific outlet set up for you so that you weren't having to compete with the, the, the sneaker collectors uh, out yeah. there. But uh, so, so it, it does put one thing of a fan fest in perspective. And I do uh, just, w- I wanted to note that I wanted to show my appreciation for that because they made a, a big point of that.
1: Just to wrap up the sneaker world. Did we mention the San Gakio uh, in Japan?
0: Did I think we, I think we mentioned them a few weeks ago, but just qu- quickly, do you want to mention again what those were? Uh, that, that I'm not familiar in. with the
1: company. Well, yeah, it's, um, uh, let's see here. San Chio. I don't know. It's in, it's a Japanese company. Uh, so I don't know how they've decided to adopt this English looking word, but they put out a, a pair of sneakers. Um, uh, just beautiful. I don't know. What, I could look it up. 29 and a half thousand yen. But they're uh, high tops with the they're kind of Air Jordan esque, right? They've got the yeah. the Velcro across the top. They're high tops with the, but yeah, they got a printed black and white designs and then a single red no ghost logo.
0: Um, man, they're they're really beautiful. And I too. think they also had some other they had some other clothing too. Like all of these lines, like the Reebok, yeah. they do have some clothing we talked about before. And and well, this yeah, one but, they they had a uh, few. Yeah.
1: Uh, Naoki went uh, was posting pictures there. Our our, our man in Japan. Um, From the Reebok
0: to, Japan, the, the, the Reebok Japan f- store, uh, yeah. store, yeah.
1: I don't know where he is in relation to the Zangachio store and whether he, uh, I can't, I can't easily maneuver their website because it's all in Japanese. So <laughs> they're, they're like shop list and I click on it. I'm just like, mm, okay, this is not uh, working. No. I don't know where I am and I need help. Yeah. Um, I'm an ignorant foreigner. Please help me. <laughs> um, hang on a sec here. So I'm going to. Uh, paste. Nope, that didn't do it. Thanks a lot. So let's just say an even 30,000 yen in US dollars. Go Google, go. <gasps> wow. 285 US dollars. Yeah, I mean. A lot of They're sneakers. that's very pretty that's, though. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and it seems like they were a limited run too. Much as the Reebok ones were as well.
1: Um, I, uh, I got, I got the link off of, uh, the PR company working with Ghost Core and Sony. And they had a link to the Sangacho site. So I clicked on it and it takes me to the page where they're selling the sneakers. And it's, uh, you know, it's got the, you know, so in Japan you buy shoes by centimeter size, which is handy. But right underneath it says, your items have been dispatched. And I was like, I could only wish. There's something weird about the site. That's just. (laughs) It's
0: it's not quite sure. It's not quite that. But anyways, I just, Um,
1: those came out October 1st. So really they're not. They're about almost as, about as new as the uh, Reebok as ones As the Reeboks, too. yeah. Well, again, which gives us a clear indication that we're in this sweet spot of stuff that was supposed to come out in the wake of the movie really helping hype them and now it's going the other way they're kind of here to keep the the things uh
0: keep things humming along filling the time yeah and and i should also mention too if you are much like the the lego and the transformers uh pieces if you do have any interest in these pick them up now because uh the element skateboard stuff i know is really quickly selling out everywhere, uh, uh, down to the decks and the t-shirts and, um, particularly the beanies, which the beanies and the, the, um, uh, backpacks uh, seem to be going really quickly too. So if you are interested in in the Reebok shoes <laughs> and you can still get them in your size, uh, they do have a bunch of infant sizes for some reason. So if you want to get your kids a, a pair, uh, go pick those up. But um, yeah, I mean, act act quickly. And, and I'm not saying this out of uh, because we're telling you to go buy it right now because they're paying us, even though thank you for that $100 bill, Reebok. I will just file what? that away just kidding unfair. um but no i seriously because i don't want you guys having to pay the the scalpers on ebay so uh grab grab what you can when you want it um so there's one two two music items i think i kind of want to save those for last okay. um so let's talk about there's an ernie hudson item and a dan Aykroyd bottle service video let's talk about ernie hudson cuz i love ernie hudson uh, somebody asked him on Twitter and I think it was because Freeform was doing their 31 nights of Halloween. So Ghostbusters was on once a day, sometimes three times a day, which, uh, is not a bad thing. It's the way to world peace and we need to make it happen more often. Um, but somebody reached out to him saying, Hey, Ernie, I've always wanted to know, uh, Vince, the terror dog, some way, somehow gets from the top floor to Lewis Tully's apartment and then down to the ground floor. How does he take the stairs? I mean, he's, he's a terror dog. Like how is he getting, how is he moving vertically through 55 central park West? Um, and Ernie's, uh, but in true Ernie Hudson fashion, he was like, I like to think that he hits the elevator with his snout and just waits in the elevator, uh, all the way down. Um, and, it's one of the, I think I've, I mean, I know I've thought about that before. I know that the, that's one of those sort of just suspension of disbelief things that you throw into the movie, like, Oh, whatever. I don't care how he got from the top floor to the bottom floor. Um, but I like Ernie's reasoning and I like that Vince would be smart enough to just jump into that elevator, uh, uses <laughs> little nose or maybe one of the horns or something to hit the ground floor button and then is sitting in there listening to the Muzak uh, and I want to see that deleted scene now of a terror dog in the elevator uh, riding down to the ground floor. But I, I love that. I, I move uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters fans all around the world. I move that we just stamp that into the canon right now, Eric. If you're listening, that's canon. I've put that in whatever FileMaker Pro database you're starting right now because that that's canon. Vince hits the hits the ground floor button. I want
1: to see what we need now is a uh, one of the 3D files that people have made of terror dogs. We need to do a little insert of the terror dog sitting in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da,
0: Yeah. Da. It has to be go from Ipanema. Da, da, it da, has da, to be. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and <laughs> it has to be immediately after the, the little old woman down the hall, you know, comes out and does her little, ah, like it, it, that's your, that's your button right there. Um, so uh good, good on Ernie Hudson. That was a really good joke and I liked it a lot. Um, Dan Aykroyd was on the uh, Food and Wine uh, channel on YouTube doing a bottle service video. Did you watch this, Chris? Yet? No. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Um, so he's obviously there to promote Crystal Head Vodka Onyx, uh, which was just released uh, around the world, I believe. Now, if if you want to get your hands on it, uh, and I'm sure Dan will come and punch me or or hit me with a uh, you know a, a stick or something, but. I, to my knowledge, the only difference is the bottle. I think it's, I think it's a different type of vodka, maybe, <laughs> but the bottle is different. Well, let me see here. Um, the Onyx bottle is the kind of cool, you know, uh, yeah. black Onyx uh, sheen um, skull, and I know it's a limited edition. No, it
1: was, no, 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 no,
0: no. No, it's no, different. No.
1: Um. An exceptional expression of crystal head made from blue agave.
0: Ah, okay. So, okay. There we go. That's the difference. Whereas
1: the, and and pure Newfoundland water. (laughs) So, you know. Obviously it's got
0: the pure Newfoundland water.
1: Mexican blue agave and pure uh, Newfoundland water, double distilled in pot stills, resulting in ultra smooth spirit that drinks like vodka, but with the complex herbal and earthy nuances of agave providing Ah, a unique vodka. So it is an agave, but the, 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 the. The vegetable matter, uh, root is agave and not, um, was it wheat or?
0: Uh, wheat and corn, Corn
1: that they used for the, let's just, for a stall
0: head, we should know this by now.
1: We've certainly drunk enough,
0: right? Uh, I mean, we've certainly heard Dan say it multiple times (laughs) too, that I, I'm surprised it's not just instilled upon my brain at this point. And,
1: um, only a $10 price difference between the vodka and the Onyx, so,
0: um. Well, and, and this all leads because it's, it's for food and wine, uh, magazine, obviously. So they're talking about the Onyx, uh, bottle and they're doing an Onyx, uh, martini, which looked really delicious. Um, so I I mean, yeah, it makes sense if it's an agave, uh, vodka then. It says here,
1: uh, clear and colorless, clean, neutral grain aromas and flavors with a delicate touch of citrus. So yeah, it's, uh, the Chriswood vodka is a, is a grain vodka. Okay. As opposed to Russian potato vodka. But, uh, yeah, you can, it's just a clear spirit. Like, I, I don't know the distinction between at what point you're distilling vodka or moonshine. Like I really, I really, I am not an expert enough to understand, uh, exactly how that works. But basically what it seems like is you're distilling, uh, you know, a pure, clean, like a clear spirit. Um, and in and, this case.
0: Uh, yeah. And I've, I've watched uh, documentaries like Neat where they tell you the difference between bourbon and rye whiskeys. Uh, yeah. And.
1: Well, those it, make a little sense because. It you helps. Know, you could, yeah. there. But those are, those are like, what's the difference between a long hair and a short haired cat? It all starts with, <laughs> they're a cat. And then, um, so yeah, rye and, and, and bourbon and whiskey and all that. There's all a, a very similar route there. And then some very. Here, I'm going to, I'm going to phrase a Google question. Vodka. Moonshine, what difference? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's one way to solve this very quickly, Chris, and it's for Crystal Head just to send us <laughs> bottles of Just to of send us some, really some a literature, couple, just to be can, sure. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it on the air. It'll make sense.
1: Yeah. Google says, physically speaking, there's no real difference between vodka and moonshine. Both are unaged neutral spirits. Oh, there they you usually go. Usually cut with water to increase volume. And and to keep from killing people, uh, and produce more drinkable product. Yeah, that's right. Moonshine, at least commercial varieties can easily be called American vodka. Okay. So that's, yeah.
0: All right. There we go. So there's, there's really no difference, but anyway, so. Yeah.
1: They, they point out that, uh, Poyton could be called Irish vodka and I guess, you know, uh, you know uh, anything out of Russia that's come made with potatoes? Russian vodka. So Russian there you vodka.
0: Go. Yeah, um, but uh, Crystal Head Von, uh, Onyx now available uh, at a store near you at a fine. Uh, retailer near you as Dan would say. Um, but, uh, so anyway, so, so Dan is talking to this, this host from food and wine. Uh, it's a wonderful, uh, sort of history of how Dan became a connoisseur of different alcohols. He talks about red wines and how Steve Cropper, uh, opened him up to big, bold red wines, uh, and how he got into Patron and how he brought Patron to Canada. It's, it's, a story that we've heard multiple times. Um, there are two moments that I do want to talk about really quickly here, Chris, uh, cause okay. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Number one, uh, the food and wine host makes a green slime beverage, mm-hmm. uh, which is very similar to one that you have made. We'll have to double check <laughs> the ingredients. Um, but Dan, uh, in a very lovely moment, uh, the, the host leaves it to Dan to name it because it's a green slime, uh, vodka based, uh, martini basically. Uh, with, I believe, the Midori Sour in it. I'll have to go back and double check. But, um, And it's one of those where uh, he gives it up to Dan and he says, uh, what do you want to name this? Uh, and he says he wants to name it after Holtzman. Uh, here we are many years later, uh, he could just as easily dismiss the uh, the Feig Answer the Call film, um, but he does take a moment to go out of his way and say that he loved Kate McKinnon's performance. Uh, he knows the fans adore Holtzman. I think we need to name that drink The Holtzman, mm-hmm. and there, there it lies. Branded, stamped, The Holtzman. Um, and that actually, I don't know why it took me aback so much. I don't know why I bumped on it so much, but it just because we have been in this... Um, I don't this time period where we're just focused on quote unquote gla- uh, classic Ghostbusters. I almost said classic Ghostbusters, which is my brain's turning into mashed potatoes again. Um, but classic Ghostbusters and kind of dismissing the answer the call film and and all of its characters. And it was kind of nice and refreshing for Dan just to pull that out of left field and 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 give it that honor, which I I really enjoyed. It's and, very and nice. And and knowing uh, that Paul Feig on Halloween did his ectoplasmic uh, gin uh, beverage uh, in in honor of Ghostbusters, so it just it made a whole lot of sense. Um, the the second moment that I wanted to call out to you, which I was hoping that you had seen it, uh, because it is a pure Dan Aykroyd moment, and I'm sure if you've watched this video, you watch that and you go like, that's Dan. Um, the the host asks Dan for a tour. And Dan picks up his podcasting microphone, and you can tell whoever his assistant or somebody that was there with him like grabs the laptop and quickly unplugs and is just trying to follow him while he's holding his. He's got like one of those blue Yeti mics, right? And is going through uh, the 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 band who he's a huge fan of uh, and and supports up in Canada. Uh, and I'm I forgive me, I have totally spaced their name right now, but he's recording in their space. Um, and he goes and he shows them their recording studio, and then he goes to the back door, and his car, which is like a Lincoln Continental, and he talks about it being in the motor pool of the Secret Service that served Hillary Clinton at some point, and it he it, it, he goes into uh, this f- pure and genuine Elwood Blues moment, talking about this former. Uh, law enforcement car that he drove to the studio (laughs) (laughs) and it is such a it's such an organic moment it is so unplanned and unscripted and it is so point in case who dan Aykroyd is that he wants to go out and show off this you know uh retired uh (laughs) law enforcement vehicle that he's driven to the studio yeah Um, well that
1: that's always been a thing like his um his interest in in you know, police badges and all that. And,
0: um, That's the Leno's garage thing where he goes to the, the old, uh, police station and, and calls out all of the cars and things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And uh, my favorite thing that one Saturday night live where he used the, uh, the good night section to ask, ask anybody with a gas tank for the, the, the police Harley that he was refurbishing (laughs) to give him a call. That's Um, right yeah i found I found the video I put it. I just posted it on Twitter here. I haven't watched it, but I'm at the bit yeah I can see him standing out in the rainy parking
0: lot. uh oh, it's talking fantastic. about the car and the and funny they part have to, is, like they have to fast forward because he has to go get back into place for the rest of the interview, so there's a little bit of a like Dan, what have you done? They have to like span over some time and let him get set back <laughs> in and and things like that
1: you know so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. The, you know, whoever's uh, helping him out there is kind of like, is there Wi Fi in the parking <laughs> lot? Like, is this going to keep working? Uh, yeah, I'll have to give this a watch here, but.
0: Uh, it's it's only like a seven minute video, Un- yeah, unlike the Ray Parker Jr. video, which we'll talk about in a second sure. here, but. Um, yeah, check check it out. It's on the Food and Wine uh, YouTube channel, and I think all you have to do is search for Dan Aykroyd Bottle Service, and, and it comes up. But
1: that, that's exactly what I did.
0: So um, so check check that out. It's fun. And uh, Crystal Head send us vodka samples, and we'll we'll talk about it more articulately and intelligently. That's um, right. So so to close things out, there's two music related items here on our rundown. Uh, the 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 shortest of the two is. Uh, Ghostbusters two and Jackie Wilson were twen- twending. Man, I'm a mess tonight. Trending <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> twending. Actually, we should make that a thing. Twending, twending. seems really appropriate. Twitter, actually.
1: Twitter, trending. Twending. Twending. It's perfect.
0: Yeah. Um, we're we're trending yeah. on Twitter because uh, at Joe Biden's uh acceptance speech on Saturday, at the very end of his speech, he uh played Jackie Wilson's Higher and Higher, which uh has a whole lot of connotations to. Pink slime running underneath the city, negative vibes, all sorts of stuff. Uh, It was just wonderful to hear Jackie Wilson's higher and higher played in a big public setting at a big uh, historical moment like that. Um, It was also just delightful to see Ghostbusters 2 trending on Twitter and the general public going, huh? Like, what?
1: (laughs) A, I was very surprised at the number of people that made Like, made the comment on the connection.
0: I mean, like, people that I would not have expected to put two and two of Higher and Higher and Ghostbusters 2 together. Look
1: at all you secret Ghostbusters 2 fans out there. What the heck? Yeah.
0: Um, And and there were the, the people that were chiming in just saying like i'm glad that this song was played just so that ghostbusters 2 is trending in the united states on twitter um just a, a fun moment uh, uh jason reitman got looped in because they wanted a quote from brownstone brownstone boy number 2 on how it felt for ghostbusters 2 to be uh living through this renaissance uh, it, it just uh, just fun I, I miss fun and, I, and that yeah. was a, a rare moment of fun that uh, was was really enjoyable so uh Hey, if you uh, were part of the reason that Ghostbusters 2 was trending on Twitter or the reason that higher and higher was uh, in the top 10 on Spotify over the weekend, uh, hats hats off to you all. <laughs> um, and then our last uh, uh, item here is uh, Ray Parker Jr., who we know has his Who You Gonna Call documentary that he did with Fran Strine. Uh, that just sold to um, Sony television. We don't know when it's coming out, but we know that it's going to be a more in-depth version of what we saw in this video. But he did an interview with, and is it the music professor? Chris, what was the guy's name? Mr. Yeah. Music, Mr. Music professor, something like the music professor. He's a professor. Yeah. He, he huge on YouTube. He does a whole lot of really cool videos. He gets a lot of access to a lot of musicians and session people and, um, if you love David Collins uh, soundtrack show, it's, if you go into his YouTube channel, it's the same sort of thing. He goes into how songs became the songs that they are and, and all of, you know, what, what little nuances made a song that you enjoy, uh, why it made you enjoy it, uh, why it made it popular, why it made it resonate so much. Um, and on Halloween he jumped into, well, he jumped into a lot of songs. He talked about the monster mash. Uh, so he talks no, about, no, no. Professor of rock. Sorry. Uh, professor of rock. That's it. I knew when I said it, I knew it sounded wrong. Professor of music sounded wrong. Um, but uh, so he talks about the, the monster mash and uh, Boris Pickett talking about, you know, how he just sort of stumbled into that song. There's a little bit about thriller in there, if I remember right. And the thriller music video. Um, but the meat of it is really on Ghostbusters. And he's got a great sit down interview with Ray Parker Jr. in his studio. And Ray's obviously got the guitar with him. And I will never get tired of hearing. I know I've heard the same story 20,000 times from Ray Parker Jr., but I will never get tired of hearing that story. And I will never get tired of hearing him dissect the song because he goes into (laughs) it and he talks about how if if you think it's a simple song, if you think it's a really like, uh, a cheese ball song. He's like, I get that, but listen to the nuance in here. And he talks about how you have to rest on, on this notes and you have to, it's just, it's cool to hear him put two and two together. Um, yeah. it, it's, and I then mean,
1: talked about, talked about some of the names that, that sat in on the song that I wasn't aware of. I, I'm not even aware that those things are listed anywhere in the like the album liner
0: no no and has an interview with um and shoot i wish i had it up in front of me but there's an interview with one of the musicians that came in uh martin martin page martin page that's it and he's he's like this song is garbage all right but it's kind of catchy okay oh it's gonna be a top 10 oh it's gonna be on the billboard charts i i feel better about this (laughs) Uh, like this
1: is a guy who co-wrote uh uh, these dreams for heart, and uh, we built this city by starship. And by the way, <laughs> anybody who co-wrote "We Built This City" for Starship <laughs> can't be like turning his nose up at Ghostbusters. Uh, in, yes, in terms yeah. of 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 uh, g- glorious. Uh, <laughs> uh, pop raclette cheese. Okay. Like it's just,
0: uh, well, <laughs> like and, and
1: we, we built this city is, is, is it's, its own <laughs> bubblegum pop phenomena. It's do own all right. Remember. So. Um, it,
0: I mean, and it is, it's really cool. They do have a, a longer version on, on the professor of rocks, Patreon, which I haven't watched, but he does go into like the, the questioning is he grills him about each individual lyric too. like, he'll say, you know, Bustin' makes me feel good. Where did that come from? Uh, and 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 the big revelation is that because Ray was so pressed for time, which we know, we know that he had to get the messenger of the tape at nine o'clock and uh, he had just finished recording uh, all the girls screaming Ghostbusters at eight in the morning. Uh, so he's he says like... I sat down and I gave them the first verse and that's what the messenger went out with. And then the rest of it, I just kind of freestyled and ad libbed and whatever came to me came to me. And then it makes a whole lot of sense because you listen to Ray Parker juniors, like his songs, his radio songs, and it's all about I'm in love with the other woman or uh, Jack and Jill. Uh, So it, it becomes like a weird kind of love ballad about ghosts. And I hear it likes the girls and don't get caught alone. No, there's an invisible man sleeping in your bed. And, all of these like kind of non sequiturs that Ray came up with literally on the spot. Uh, and that, that was kind of the new sort of revelation uh, in, in that video yeah. to me. Um,
1: that, that's well worth watching.
0: Uh, check it out. Uh, try to ignore. I thought I was in trouble at the very beginning of the video. The professor of rock is wearing a Huey Lewis and the news t-shirt. And I thought, Ah, oh, God, what have I gotten myself into? Like this is going to be one of those like tell me about Huey Lewis and the lawsuit and that
1: uh, doesn't come up thankfully. He he mentions it in his lead-in if I recall, but he never brings it up with but Ray. But never himself. brings it up with Ray, yeah. And he, I, and, and, and he gets yeah. into it in in depth. Like he mentions kind of some back and forth and he mentions that uh Huey Lewis uh spoke out of turn, you know, several years ago and that got him in trouble and you know, everybody back in an arbitration room and but <laughs> but but, but mostly ongoing. he just he just sort of laid it out. Am I misremembering, or did he also kind of play the two back to back and just kind of leave it as a shrug thing?
0: That that I think was in the David Collins back okay. and forth. I don't I don't remember okay. the the Professor of Rock doing that. I it was very late when I watched that video. I so might be I, conflating um, the two. together. Yeah. So I, I think um, I'll just. I'll just walk away. But yeah, yeah. David Collins definitely does do a back to back and, and even with his keyboard kind of does sort of like the same instrumentation and chords and kind of figures out how they got from point A to point B. But um, yeah, check, check that out. um, And, uh, it's on your proton charging uh, social account, but um, all you have to do is, is search for Professor of Rock Ray Parker Jr., and it will be the first thing that comes Don't up. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from
1: you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Too. And Twitter accounts. No kidding. Just... Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Proscript. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC.
0: That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. <laughs> Chris, it's like we're old pros at this. You'd, you'd think that we've been doing this for five years, and <laughs> we've not been doing video segments that have thrown a wrench into the works.
1: How do you get well, to Carnegie Hall? Practice. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a different world. I don't know. I don't. The, the <laughs> video part of it is. I, I'm just trying to open it up. There's. There's two things that I've heard from our video uh, watchers, our viewers is Uh they love seeing you and I, because uh, they have put faces to our voices uh, over the years and they, which is is always disconcerting and delightful all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we live up to expectations or fail expectations, but, um, I know, I know when I found out who was the
1: voice of what and super ego, (laughs) I was kind of disappointed as well as, you know, mildly surprised.
0: Uh, Hey, handsome Dan. Um, (laughs) But the other thing that I have heard a couple people mention now, and it actually makes me feel uh, really good about it, is uh, YouTube has their uh, immediate built-in transcription program that adds closed captions to oh. uh, to the audio. So um, if you have been unable to listen to the podcast for the past four years because we've been audio only, and now that I put them up on the YouTube channel, um, you have uh, text. It's not completely accurate. <laughs> But that's beside the point. Uh, there are a few are a few bugs in there. Um, that
1: and that and everything I say comes out as hoo do 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 doo do do It's
0: not Swedish Chef. You're okay. Uh, but yeah. So so if you there's there's two things there. If you um, are unable to, and I don't I'm saying this on the audio version, hoping that you're watching it on the YouTube channel. But um, if you need closed captionings, uh, they are up there, and you can uh, now yeah. go and and watch a text transcript of our show. Um, but is, also, if you if you're just sitting with your phone in your hand and you don't have your earbuds in or you don't want to disturb people around you, you can uh, watch the the transcript of us talking, which I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you have that option now.
1: I so. seem to recall summers along the line, somebody did contest, contact us and ask about, you know if this is something we'd be able to do. and I and, recall at the time we made it very clear that it was something we'd love to do, but just, yeah, time and, and resources like, thank it was goodness never that, a thing
0: yeah like the, the text to speech uh, recognition or speech to text I guess vice versa is is much better now and so so we if, have that opportunity could, now if only we
1: could teach the Google servers to uh, to insert every time I talk over you Chris talks over Troy again
0: <laughs> overlapping, overlapping, <laughs> overlapping when you're doing unintelligible
1: yeah. <laughs> it, uh, you can't make it out Chris is talking over Troy uh, again oh
0: boy um so anyway so yeah i I mean thanks to everybody who's been supporting the youtube channel we we got a hundred more subscribers in that first uh couple weeks that we uh, put stuff up so uh we're we're nowhere near our uh our yes have some friends with their whatever it is 15 million thousand bajillion followers but uh thank you for everybody that's uh, been out there supporting us on our stuff um we really we really appreciate it uh, Chris, it's been a while, man. Uh, final thoughts. What have you got? Because it's been like three or four weeks since we've given you this this opportunity.
1: My final thought is, is it Christmas break yet? Um, no. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Slowly. Uh, <laughs> uh, my final thought was, uh, I was kind of thinking of throwing it at you to discuss in the main body of things. But actually, I kind of like it as a final thought. Only because this is, it's been a while since I've had something uh, Ghostbusters related that everybody from the four corners of the world wants to make sure I've seen and that's uh, have you seen any of Parker uh, Simmons animations that not really Ghostbusters I have
0: not no and that's one of those uh, that I keep catching on social media and it's one that I want to go back and watch when he's, I can hear it it's again going back yeah. to the captions like I can't I can't listen to it because my daughter's sleeping or I'm <laughs> at work or whatever
1: you, you need the captions because whoever is doing the voices his uh, Dave uh, Coulier doing Bill Murray is pretty amazing. <laughs> his uh, his his Frank Welker is is pretty good. Uh, his Winston is generic, and his Egon comes and goes. But it doesn't matter. Like they're they're just short little things. They're not. Uh, you know not, they're not super multi-frame you know uh japanese anime or anything like that but A- and they're it's called and it's not funny.
0: not really or not the, even real ghostbusters or something the, like the that
1: not the not really ghostbusters not really are called yeah. uh and they had one which was uh it was literally just peter and egon being uh, being sarcastic about Oh no, it sucks to be stuck at home. Like the, the whole thing ended with, you know, wear your masks, dummy. Like it was just a. It was just all about who whines about being stuck at home. At and I home. think that was the underlying joke was like the Ghostbusters. Uh, but then they ran. Uh, Ray ran a commercial uh, about how they'll roll up to your house and uh, by the animation of the commercial, incinerate your house and the ghost f- safely from the street at a social distance <laughs> of the street and just. <laughs> and somebody else said, put a screenshot when I posted it of of Winston in one bit. <laughs> Winston's seen some shit. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> like it's just. Uh, it,
0: it feels very like Home Star Runnery to me, and and that's why I think I would like it. Um, so yeah,
1: it, it's it's very cute. Uh, I don't know if. Oh yeah, a new one went up yesterday, which is the not really Ghostbusters get real. So he actually something happens and starts drawing them in uh, real Ghostbusters style and all that. Like, it's just... Man, I hope he doesn't stop. And I don't nice. know how to fund him, but but man, if he's got a Patreon or something, I'm gonna join what can him. We do to help? Yeah. It's really, really... Oh, that was the thing. He had a couple of the bits in the commercial where they went to go uh, help somebody who had a, a ghost at their house. He, it looked a lot like he was lifting um, uh, background... Uh, cells from like the actual real Ghostbusters, like he was uh, repurposing uh, yeah, the I art think, of the I think environments because
0: I I saw one that was like the exterior of the firehouse and I was like that looks like the yeah. the Deke you know uh, background or something yeah I
1: think I think he might have gone in and kind of touched up uh, or, or used it as a trace guide or you know and a color guide or something because but yeah feels like the, accurate yeah the, the feels basement right. it, yeah. oh just it's great stuff like it, it's. I don't know how many he's made, but every time I click on another one, there's a brand new one there. So,
0: and yeah, check check that out. Anyways, um, that's
1: my final thought. Is it's cute. Uh, if you find you get any joy from them, and he's got i I'll find it and put it up on social media if he's got one. But if there's any way to um, follow him on the Patreon and maybe throw him a couple bucks here and there. Just like our good friends at Ghostbusters Resurrection follow yes. my Patreon today. I was gonna,
0: that, that was going to be my final thought is Ghostbusters Resurrection has new episodes out. And uh-huh. um, so. it is the one thing that makes me bummed about not commuting to work right now because that was always my go-to was listening to, to the GB Resurrection episodes. Uh, so, um, yeah, give give them a listen. They have a Patreon as well and uh, they are off and running. So, um, all right. Well, uh, hope everybody enjoyed a traditional audio-only podcast. Gee, what are the odds of that? Um, but until next week, we've got some fun stuff planned. And as Chris mentioned, we do have our, our holiday break coming up, which we're in the process of figuring out uh, when all of the, the fun things will be airing, You know, like our, our traditional commentaries and, and holiday mixtapes and things like that. So uh, stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of fun in the next month and a half. We promise we're going to keep making fun stuff for you all out there. Uh, but until next week... See you on the other side. Ow! Who you gonna call? We go Thanks for joining the Who Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, uh, Ghostbusters ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. It used to be one of my two favorite shows.
1: Everything you're doing is bad.
0: I just want to let you know
1: that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue.
0: <laughs> Next week, though, Careless cats. We're <laughs>